0: Alright boys and girls, John here from Break to the Future, John's Vault, and most recently John's Pod, Podca- Podcast Venture. Today, continuing our Cybersecurity Awareness Month series, I'm going to give you some tips on creating a strong password and why, why it's important to have a strong password with length and complexity. So a 10, most people in my experience, as a hacker, I've seen most people tend to use their cell phone number as their Wi-Fi password. Maybe not most, maybe not the majority, but it's it's very common for people to use their 10-digit with area code cell phone number as their Wi-Fi password. It's easy to remember. It's easy to give the friends when they come over and connect. The problem with that is you can intercept that over wireless networks, I can. You can hit many households within a certain radius, um, depending on your hardware, your antenna. A couple blocks, you could ingest a few dozen different Wi-Fi networks. Along with those interceptions, you can scoop up the encrypted version of the passwords, which which you can identify pretty easily. If it's ten digits, you can kind of assume it's a it's going to be a phone number. Anyway, the math behind this is that with the average graphics processor, which is used behind the scenes for these password cracking tools, there's one called HashCat that can break you know, the average encryption algorithm at a rate of about 100,000 per second. That's how many guesses it can make per second, 100,000. So you could have 100,000 phone numbers, it would be able to solve them all in, in one second. If you have 10-digit, and I'm hesitating because I'm not the best at math, but these numbers I, I double-checked. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, and I will correct it on the record in the next episode. Or you can you know leave a comment or whatever. I'm not sure how this works. I'm on Substack, so leave a comment and laugh and, and say it's wrong. So a 10-digit, purely numerical number, being a phone number, you have a possibility of 10 billion combinations with with a 10 digit space at a rate of 100,000 guesses per second it came out from from my google math that in in time in with seconds included everything it would take two solid months about two months you know every second trying to crack 10 digit numerical code so that's pretty strong you know already for the average hardware the problem is these people stack these graphical you know graphic processors so you can you can cut these times into a quarter you can pretty much cut these down into maybe a week which people are willing to do there all you have to do is let the computer run for a week unattended and it will it will eventually find it if you're if you're absolutely sure that they're using a, a phone number now i want to show you when you introduce the alphabet um, as a possible digit into your password. If you were, you know, if you were using your phone number, let's say you have two months. By introducing the alphabet, I believe this is just capital letters, A to Z capital letters within that 10 digit space, you're forcing them to uh, to try and crack 3.7 quadrillion combinations, which at that same crack rate of 100,000 per second, it would take 70,000 years. So you're going from 2 months to 70,000 years just by introducing a letter of the alphabet in with your with your phone number. So you, you can see why we we add spaces and special characters and and things like that to passwords. And this is a, a 10, 10 digit space. So the recommended I think is 12 now with special characters. So if you're at 70,000 70,000 years just for you know the alphabet and the the numbers, you can imagine introducing special characters Use numbers, use letters, use special characters, and and at least, you know, make it 10 digits long. Now, the other other thing you want to do with your passwords is, and this is hard, use different variations across your account. So if you have, you know, a password for Twitter, try to use a different one for Instagram. Try to use a different one for Facebook and your email because... Let's say they get lucky and it doesn't take them 70,000 years to crack your password. What they're going to do is it's called password spraying. Now they're going to take that password and it's pretty easy to find people's alternate accounts. Like if, if I know your name or, or I have a phone number, I can pretty much find, you know, through online investigation, what other accounts you own or your emails and, and such. So you can apply that same password, which then they don't have to go through the 70,000-year cycle again. They can, you know, you won't have a vampire trying to crack your password for, for your next few lifetimes. They'll, they can just log into your other account with the same password. So that's the idea of using different passwords. The, the problem um, coming up on the horizon that we have with technology is called quantum computing. And that, unfortunately, when it becomes household hardware which still might be a while that's going to be able to instantly solve all of these encryption math problems um, the 70,000 year one I'm pretty sure if not instantly it would be it would be within a day I don't know what we're going to do about that but I am excited to be in the uh, on the path to that I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime but it is an interesting concept for me as a cybersecurity professional to see how quantum computing is going to affect my career. Obviously, it'll be helpful, but in the hands of a malicious actor, it, it's going to be pretty crazy because you could you could point that at, at anything you want and, and decrypt it. Uh, and that includes things that have been captured in the past. So you think about war, uh, military operations, things like that that have been encrypted, maybe captured, maybe the enemy has encrypted files and data that they they're unable to crack right now maybe it, it would take them 70,000 years to decrypt and maybe they have been working on it maybe it's been 10 years 20 years um but when when they get their hands on quantum hardware all that's going to going to come out they're going to you know uncover lies from the past maybe maybe people were told one thing and they're going to be able to decrypt all these th- so it it's going to be political storm as well once everything comes to light um, if that's how it's used but it could also advance civilization so we'll we'll see it's it reminds me of sort of like the dna the evolution of dna with with fingerprints and blood testing and things like that you know the police they they would have all this evidence fingerprints blood um, hair samples or whatever fabric just in a lab sitting there sort of like our data right now that's encrypted that, that we can't get to and then eventually technology caught up they brought out all the old stuff they were able to figure it out and use it so that that's going to be the similar effect quantum computing will have on all our currently encrypted secrets all right that that episode so this episode's over wow almost 10 minutes still working on my little note cards here you know it doesn't have to be secret I, i have note cards i'm still practicing this podcast thing so that one i do still hear the lip smacking and myself saying um and monotone and all that but i'm working on it i'm gonna i'm gonna start inflecting my voice and sounding more excited and things like that to give a little more animation to the episode that's kind of annoying i might not do that so I guess on Substack you can comment on this, or maybe all the other platforms too. I don't know, but I'll check. But the next, since it's still cy, sci- it's gonna be cybersecurity awareness for two weeks. I could talk about that again. I was thinking of doing like ransomware or viruses or phishing or maybe case studies of past hacks that have happened, or I can shift topics and figure something else out. But um. Thanks for listening, and I want to see if this gets pushed out to the podcast platforms. I'm also using a PreSonus setup. It's a PreSonus M7 microphone with the audio box USB, so I'm using Audacity as my software. I'm going to go in and clean up like the background noise and stuff, so it's probably going to sound a little more different than I was using on my phone, but I'll flip back and forth. Sometimes I'm in my car and I want to record something, so we'll see anyway thank you for listening if you are and i'll talk to you later bye